We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com give. We hope you enjoy this message. Today we're going to be discussing honor. Honor is one of my favorite subjects of all time. Right now it is my favorite subject. You'll know why in the next couple months, I hope. And, and, uh, but I wanted to talk to you about something very, very important. Um, if you're in this room and you've ever been talked about putting God as a priority, um, putting Him as the number one, I hope this strengthens you. This reminds you of some very important principles. If, if in this room, and that's a, that's a real big deal. Like, when is God going to do something? How is he God, God going to do something? What does God do? This is going to help answer some questions. For those in this room and you're here by just complete invitation, maybe it's your very first time here, I'm glad you're here because you're going to hear a conversation today I think is so important for the health of you taking your steps forward in serving the great God that we serve and his son Jesus who made the way back to him and his Holy Spirit who gives us the ability to tap into his voice, his presence, to know his will for our life. And today we're talking about honor. But to be more specific, um, I, I just want to start off with an illustration. Everybody in this room has got a pie. You got a pie, I got a pie. And guess what? Everybody wants a piece of your pie. That's right. Come on. Just so we're all on the, we're going to go someplace today, but I thought we'd just jump in and let's just face it. You work an eight to five. You may work an eight to eight. I don't know. You may work an eight to eight to eight. I don't know. But I promise everyone in here, I know Lee County people. I know southeastern New Mexico. I know uh, West Texas people that are in here. And you work hard. But today, we're going to take a look at everything you do and really get a different perspective on what is yours, what is others, what is theirs, and what is God's. Okay, And this is a really interesting time in the world's history for us to be talking about this. Because I know every person in this room has had a little bit of a pucker moment in the last seven or eight months. Am I right? It's been interesting. You've wondered if you were going to get a pie this week. You're going to wonder if you're going to get a piece of the pie this, 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 this month. And I just want to stop and I want to draw some attention to some stuff. If you're in this room and you have the mentality, this is mine, I worked for it, this is my pie, I just want to stop and applaud you, okay? You will never be questioned how hard you work, how much you earned it, how much you deserved it, all this thing. But let's just do something real quick, okay? Everybody, right where you're at, I want you to take a deep breath. Did you know God gave you that? I just want to set a standard. Because sometimes we only go as far back to what our daddy told us. And what our daddy told us was, son, you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to make things happen. Daughter, you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to be the one that, that, that makes things happen. And we end up thinking that we start with the day that we started making things happen for ourselves. 
But let me stop and remind you that before you even knew how to make it happen, God was making it happen for you. Come on, this is real. And it's very true. And in fact, it's something we have to talk about because when we begin to talk about honoring God, if you look at it from the perspective of, well, this is me giving to God. Giving, and we read about it a minute ago, it said give to God, but we're talking about honor. And one of the first things God asks us to do before he asks us to give to him, he asks us to return to him, okay? And when we return to him, you're like, well, what am I returning to God? Nothing I have belongs to him. Oh, see, that's the problem. The attitude of return is to realize how much of this pie do you think belongs to God? And the answer is, you heard a lot of people say it because they've realized it in their life. They've absorbed it. Everything I have is God's. There is nothing I have that doesn't belong to God originally. In fact, it's funny if you start talking to people, well, this land's been in our family forever. No, it hasn't. No. Before your family even came along, there was somebody else living on it. And before they came along, somebody else was living on it. But all the people that were living on the land that you may have possession of right now started with God owned all of it. And we are here because of his grace and mercy. And you have to realize, even the breath you have, how do you put a price tag on that? God gave it to you. How much of this pie belongs to you? The fact is, you may have it, but it all belongs to God. The reality is, what do you have that isn't God's? And the answer is nothing. Everything I have is God's. Everything I have, from the house I'm in, to the land I'm on, to the job he gave me, everything I have in God. And that's a very important first step for us to realize just how dependent we are to God. And you know what it is? It's called a faith step. That right there is a faith step. When you can take the first step of declaring, God, you own everything. Okay, if you're taking notes today, you ought to write that down. God, you own everything, okay? But here's what ends up happening. As soon as you realize that you've got a pie, okay, everybody wants a piece of your pie. Would you agree? Who's got people wanting a piece of your pie right now? Okay, yeah, everybody, let's let's have some fun, okay? And I've written down a few things here that I thought we could. Does anybody else have a mortgage and utility? Okay, so so we got a mortgage and utility. We've got uh, groceries. Anybody else like have a hungry family? Groceries. Who loves entertainment? Anybody love entertainment? I love entertainment. Okay, savings. Yeah, right. Vehicle. (laughs) Vehicle. We all drive one. We love them. Bills and debt when it's all said and done. Now, let me show you something real important, okay? We're going to cut up the pie. And the first thing we're going to do when we cut up this pie is we're going to base this on every month, every week, there's someone who wants a piece of this pie. And so you, like me, we have a mortgage, okay, that we got to pay on. Groceries. Oh, my gosh, let's cut a big piece here because your stinking kids are getting big, okay? we got to cut a piece of the pie. They want a piece of the pie. Entertainment. Hallelujah. Oh, we can't forget this. Oh, this is so much funnier if it had been ready. There we go. Perfect. Okay. I know how you people think. All right. All right. Savings. 
Okay. All right. All right. We all, are we on track? Okay, we got vehicle. All right. Really, honestly, to be honest about vehicle, you've got that one, and you've got that one, and you got that one. Okay. Is that about right? Am I doing? Okay. And the last and final, we've got credit card debt. We've got electricity. We've got student loans. Anybody got student loans in the house? Yeah, we've got student loans. And we're just going to kind of have to put everything else on there. And once again, we made it through another month. Does that ring a bell with anybody in the room? Okay, was I too far off on any of this? Kind of spot on. But you know what we forgot? Yeah. Yeah. We forgot God. Yeah, it should have been. But how do you do it? How do you do it when it's all said and done? There's nothing left of the pie. It's really difficult. I mean, it's one of those things that people go, well, when I have enough, when I have enough, then I'll begin to honor God. When I make more, then, pastor, I can start giving. I don't know how many times I've heard this one. When I win the lottery. <laughs> when I win the lottery, let me just tell you. And let me just stop and tell you. If you can't tithe off of $1,000, I promise you won't be able to tithe off a million. That's right. and, and, and no offense, but let me just tell you, it's harder. Yeah. A tithe off $1,000 is $100. A tithe off a million, when you start writing those zeros, you start thinking, ooh. So what do you do? Well, that's what I want to talk about, okay? And in our society, there's always priorities. Everybody say priority. 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 But we're talking today about how to honor God, how to honor God. If you're in the room and you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, I have something I want to talk to you at the end of today about. So hold on. I want you to listen to our conversation. And I want you to listen to the first thing today, priority. As every Christian in the room just said it, but there's two types of priority. And one type of priority is self-honor. Self-honor priority is when you put you first. Some people don't know any different. It's the only thing they've ever been taught in life. Maybe you had a family member who taught you, if you don't take care of you, no one's going to take care of you. If you don't do it for yourself, no one's going to do it for yourself. There's always going to be somebody trying to get something from you. But this is why we start off with the first rule. And the first rule is simple, and it's this. The first rule is that everybody realize everything we have is God's already. And when we return to him what belongs to him, it moves us past self-honor and this self-honor of trying to figure out how do we make it in life? How do we do things into something that I think is the most important thing we learned today? It's the second thing, a priority of God honor. When we move into the attitude, the worship, the heart of honoring God with our very best, what do we got to do? Oh, you doing it? Good job. Look at my guys up here. They were so sneaky. Some of you guys thought, oh my gosh, Antifa has just showed up. And, and, and they didn't. They didn't. This is, this is our incredible team. You're, you're so good. Let's give them a hand. What if? Let me just say, your faith is screaming for this message. Down deep in your heart, this makes you nauseous and interested at the same time. 
Right now inside of you, it looks like this. I want to know more. Oh, don't tell me anymore. I want to know more. I, I need to hear this. No, 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 no. Keep it away from me. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm going to just tell you, put the right hand down and do this with your left hand. and Say, I need more of this. How do you move your faith from a priority of self-honor to God-honor? And you do it by always giving God your very best. Now, this is one of the, my most important rules of my entire life. That I've taught my children. I've taught my kids. In fact, we play a game in our home. Pick a number between 1 and 100. Pick a number between 1 and 10. If you ever turn to me and say, Pastor Ty, pick a number between 1 and 10, I'll always pick number 1. Because number one is what we always give God our best. We always give him first. We always give him the best. We always give him the, the, most, the, the biggest, the best, the most wonderful we have. We always give God our best. And to tell you the truth, this statement is very easy to say and it's very hard to do. Okay? In fact, let me go as far to tell you this. For the rest of your life, you will be challenged in this area. For the rest of your life. What does it mean to give God your best. Well, you have to start asking yourself, well, what does my best look like? That's very important. What would it mean to give God my best? Maybe my best is a better attitude in me doing something. Maybe my best is, is getting up earlier and giving him the first of the day. Maybe my best is giving the first of whatever it is. But have you ever considered this, a second one being, what is, simply is God asking for? I counseled a couple one time that was just having a hard time getting along and um, I asked, I don't know why, I asked, well, what do y'all do for each other? And she said, well, you know the dumbest gift he ever gave me? <laughs> I said, not really, but I bet you're going to tell me, aren't you? She said, it was our wedding day, and we had wedding presents for each other. She said, I knew he wanted a new bit and bridle. So I went and ordered him, got him a new bit and bridle. And the guy who made the bit and bridle, he said, this is a very expensive bit and bridle. He asked, you want to put reins on it? I said, yes. The wife said, yes. And she said, I put reins on it. When I handed it to him, his eyes lit up. And he got so excited. And he said, oh, my gosh, how did you afford this? And she goes, I've been saving for months. I wanted to get you what you wanted. And he said, oh, my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And his eyes lit up. And, of course, that is an incredible wedding day present, right? He said, guess what I got you? And he reaches over and pulls out a box, opens it up, and it's a pocket knife. And he said, I just thought it was a practical gift. I thought that was the dumbest thing. For all the guys in the room, you're like, what's wrong with that? It's the whole reason why we give God what we want to give him and not what he's asking for. Oh, come on. If you can't search your wife's heart to ask her, what is it you want? It's not what I want to give you. It's not what I think you need. It's not something I think you don't have. And you, This is really the practical gift to give you. It's actually looking into her eyes and say, I love you enough to know that I want to give you my best. And I want to honor you. It's the same way. Have you ever turned to God and just simply asked him what he wanted? What do you want, God? What tickles you? What makes your eyes go, wow? It's not that hard. And one of the things that God says, I want to be first. You want to know what I want? I want to be the most important thing in your life. And it comes with benefits, too. I'm not here to tell you about the benefits. I am here to tell you about how do we honor God. And so let's shift this around. The team came on a minute ago, and they shifted things around. And there's some things that, that we can take from our old experience. But let's, let's, do, let's do something real quick, okay? Let's change this up. Let me ask you 
now that we've changed things up, just entertain me. Who has everything? That's right. Everything you got, who does it really belong to? It doesn't matter if you're not even a believer in this room. Everything belongs to God. And that's one of the first tests of our faith in him is when God turns to us and says, would you return to me what belongs to me? And we go, what belongs to you? What have you ever done? What do you do, God? And then you try breathing without him giving you air. And you realize that he was the one who gave you that job. And he was the one who moved your family here years ago. He was the one who gave you an idea to maybe attend college here and make this place your home. He was the one who put ideas in your heart and the dreams in your heart, the hard work, the ability to go do things. Can you do this with your hands? That's a miracle. Can you do this? Okay, don't do that. Some people can. Can you go to work every morning? This is a gift from God, and when we honor him, when we honor him, we're declaring it all belongs to you, God. And he goes, well done, well done. And then he says, now I want you to return to me. And before anything happens, tithing is set up that if we honor God with the first, we'll always have it to honor with. And we say, God, I'm going to return to you. Not give you. I want to return to you the first 10% as a thank you. I know where it came from. I know who gave it to me. And I know the blessing that comes with honoring you with it. Okay? You know what God says about this? God says, go try to live your life off the 100%. I can't bless it. But I will, if you honor me with the first 10%, I will bless your 90% and it will go further and last longer than if you tried to live off the 100%. It's the craziest thing you ever saw, guys. Craziest thing. In our life as a Bean family, we've realized we can do more, be more, and accomplish more off of 90% of what comes into our home with God's blessing than if we were to try to make life work on the 100%. It makes no sense unless you have faith to realize that God's in control. Now, there's some other things. Let me show you. So the first thing is, what if we tithe, honor God? What if then we practice some savings? What if then we took care of our bills and don't forget, play? We want to enjoy it. Let me just show you. This may shock some of you. We tithe 10%. You know how much you should set back? Try another 10%. What if you just started honoring God by saving 10%? We're still at 80%. You got bills to pay? What if we factored in here a big chunk of it, like maybe right down the middle here, and we took this much to pay for bills? Let me just tell you, the faster you can get to debt free, the faster we can eliminate this. You know one of the coolest things that can happen when you're debt free it's knowing that you don't owe anybody anything. It's when you can go to the mailbox or not go to the mailbox. It doesn't matter. You're at zero. You've got the last three weeks of checks sitting back in your pocket because there's no reason to go to the bank. You don't owe anybody anything. And the faster you can eliminate this, the faster you can see this going towards something else. And see, isn't it kind of cool that now we're tithing, we're savings, and such a huge part 
is going towards the elimination of debt and bills. Does that make sense? But then guess what God does? God doesn't tell you what to do. He says, honor me, and then practice some simple principles. Pay your bills, but the rest, it's up to you. Do whatever it is you want to do with it. Go where you want to go. Do what you want to do. It has my blessing upon it. And be the people I've called you to be. Isn't that kind of cool? Okay, let me show you something. I'm going to show you at the end. But this is one of those things that I want you to realize. What are we saying when we tithe? What are we saying when we honor God and return to him with the first 10%? Let me tell you three things we're saying. Number one, I believe God provides this for me. You know what that's called? Faith. I believe in God. I believe he's bigger than me. I believe he has a plan for my life. And I honor him with the first 10%, and it's the declaration of the faith that I have in who God said he will be in my life. Second thing, what does it say when we tithe? I believe God knows all my needs. I can look at all the stuff that I have wrapped myself in, but when I honor God with the first 10%, what it says is God knows my needs. And he knows that when I need it, he will provide. He is God, my provider. He knows my children's needs. He knows our family's needs. Let me tell you one of the cool things. Parents, do you have kids that constantly ask you for stuff? Dad, will you? Mom, will you? Dad, will you? Mom, will you? We taught our kids how to honor God. Uh, the boys have swapped off a uh, mowing job. Brady now works here at the church. The video, a lot of the videos you see, Brady does now. And there's been this progression where Hudson's mowing now. And our boys have learned the honor of believing God and, and, and honoring him with the first 10%. Our boys do it. They actually don't tithe the Cowboy Junction. They tithe to our youth group. It's a very important thing. We want our kids tithing at the youth group. The first 10% of what the boys make goes to the youth group. It's kind of fun. But then when the boys come to us and say, Mom, can we? Dad, can we? We, of course, we want to give our kids stuff. But there's stuff bigger than what we can do. And we turn to our kids and I said, Do you believe that God knows that you are a cheerful returner to him? And they go, yeah. I said, well, don't you start praying about it, what God wants you to do? You want that video game? Let's pray about it. There's a lot of times they pray about it, get bored about it, and don't realize they don't need it anymore. There's other times that they're very serious about it, and they lean in. It may be a youth group ski trip. And they've learned, and not, we're not great at it yet. We're not great. But we're teaching our kids how to start asking God for stuff yeah. instead of asking their parents for stuff. Have we blessed our kids with vehicles? Yes, we have. But we've also quick to turn back to our kids and go, do you realize where this vehicle came from? Absolutely. And they honor God. But there's other things that we turn to them and say, you've got to believe God for some stuff. You've got to quit depending upon us because right now you, you go to the church of mom and dad. Come on, that's funny. That's funny. You go to the church of mom and dad. Why don't you start asking God for things? In fact, probably ask God for things, but we should start a savings account. Our boys put money back. So if there is something that comes up, God's already provided for them. What do you say when you believe God knows your needs? You're saying you're trusting we honor God first, and we trust him to meet all of our needs. The third thing it says when you tithe is you live a life of honor and love. When you honor God with the first 10%, what you're saying is, 
Thank you. I don't want the day to go down without me declaring the glory of you being the provider for our family. Thank you. I love you. Does this make sense? Yeah. Let me read you a scripture. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, this is what God says he will do to those who honor him with the first 10% of what he gives them. Okay? It says this. And try me now in this. Can you imagine a better sentence to start things off? Son, and see if I won't take care of you. Son, test me on this. Son, come on. You got to trust me. If your dad turned to you and said, trust me, would you trust him? And this is a test of faith for your faith father, your father in heaven. Do you trust him? Because he's asking you to try him. And he says, says the Lord of hosts, if you do this, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your name, for your sakes, for that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations, all the neighbors, all the people around you will call you blessed, for you will be a a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I just jumped forward a little bit, and I wanted to give you the cherry on top before I showed you the meat of the pie, okay? And what is God talking about here? Does that not sound like a really good thing God just said? Well, let's read the scriptures right before it. He says this, verse eight. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you may say, in what way have we robbed you, God? And God said, in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And then he gives an instruction. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And he says, and see if I won't open a window of heaven of blessing upon you that the nations will call you blessed. Now, some people may say, Ty, isn't tithing an Old Testament principle? Yes. We have a lot of principles that are Old Testament. But you know what isn't Old Testament about this? Honor. In fact, I would turn to you and say, okay, scratch tithing. There comes a point, Heather and I have come to a point, we don't even tithe anymore. And people get nervous when I say that. We honor God. We honor God. In fact, let me give you an idea on how this has gone beyond tithing for us. And, and if you're in this room, you're like, we don't tithe because it's an Old Testament thing, and you just want our money, oh, time out, quit it. We want to live a life of honor. Now, did you notice anything about this whole pie thing? We forgot the government also known as Caesar. Heather and I, many, many, many years ago, began to, when we didn't have any money, back when Cowboy Junction paid me nothing, you dirty, rotten suckers still haven't paid me back all those years. 
And we just started setting out our first 10%, our first 10%, first 10%. If, if, if I preached at a rodeo and they paid me, first 10%. If, if I worked an extra job, first 10%. Cat White Cowboy Junction. If Heather won money at the casino, first 10%. <laughs> I'm joking. <clears throat> and we honored God with the first infant. And you know what God did? God began to bless it. And we just began to put money back. We didn't have money. And we began to put money back. Our trucks lasted longer. Our tires lasted longer. We were able to say no to a lot of things that, that, that we were able to say yes to before. And now we're able to say no. We were able to be a team better. Heather was able to sit down and say, okay, what is the goal? And I was able to listen to the goal. She was able to hear my heart. I want to go elk hunting. And she would go, you need to go elk hunting. And I was like, who the heck are you? And, and, and she goes, no, you need to do. You work hard. You need to go elk hunting. She let me go elk hunting. And you can't imagine what tithing set as a standard in our home for peace and unity and love as we followed Christ Jesus together. It was beautiful. It was really cool. But because this began to work and we began to have a, a spirit of honor, one day, and it was about the same day, we looked at our pay stub together. No, nobody ever looks at their pay stub, right? Nobody ever looks at their pay stub. And we notice two different numbers, the number that we make and the number that we bring home. Do you guys ever remember that? The number you make and the number you bring home, if you've never done it, it's going to depress you the first time you see it, but just roll on, okay? And instantly, Heather and I, it was almost the same week, said, isn't it funny that the United States government says you'll pay us first before you pay anything else. And there's this no number that we call a gross or net, okay? Now, for some of you, you're gonna go, well, what you're about to say is legalism. What you're about to say, no, what I'm about to say is a journey that our family has taken in faith and trust. And remember I told you at the beginning of the message, I said, what does it look like to give God your very best? And I also said that with, with it, you will, for the rest of your life, be tested in this area. And Heather and I had this gut-wrenching thought. How is it that we can honor our government before we do anything else but give God the leftovers after we honor our government? And in our family, what we felt like we were saying is that we love being an American more than we love being followers of Christ Jesus. And let me just be honest, America's awesome, but it will not be here when this earth is destroyed. And your kingdom investment is far more important than your earthly investment. And in one of the hardest times in our life, where we finally got things in order, we finally got legs underneath us, we did this. And we had to learn how to arrange some stuff. And we learn how to take a huge chunk out of things like play. Where are we at? And can I be honest with you? And am I telling the truth? In our home right now, we went from tithing off our net to we in the bean home tithe off our gross. And the reason why we, does it hurt? Absolutely. Hurts every week until we realize it's not ours anyway. And when you realize it's not yours anyway, it's like, that didn't hurt at all. It's the right thing to do. And 
We love being Americans. I haven't found a better country to live in. God bless America. We'll pay our taxes all day long. God's still established in our home savings. And we're able to put more of a percentage back before we ever did before. And we don't have that many bills. So guess what? We don't have any bills. We're debt free. So you know what that means? Woohoo! <laughs> and all of a sudden, we can have a little bit of everything. And it's this moment that we realize God says, well done. We don't feel it anymore. We don't see it anymore. We just do it because we knew it was God's thing to do. And it's how we move from having a priority of self-honor to a priority of God-honor. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. You ready? Remember at the very beginning of the message, I turned to all the people in the room, and I said, if you're here and you don't believe in Jesus, it's your first time at church, I want you to listen to our conversation. Okay? And I'd like to close with this statement. To all the people who are listening who don't know Jesus, but you just got through listening to this message on tithing, this is what I would say if I was an unbeliever after hearing what I just heard. Number one, excuse me, I'm on the wrong page. Number one, if I was an unbeliever and heard this message, I'd say this to myself. Of course I would honor God with what he gave me, duh. I mean, if I believed in God, and I believed that God was awesome, I believed that God was the creator of the universe, and God gave you everything, and all he asked you to do is return 10% to him, dude, you got to be crazy to be a believer in Christ Jesus and not honor him, duh. Well, that's funny. I thought that was pretty good stuff right there. If I was an unbeliever and heard this message today, I'd say to myself, number two, You'd have to be an idiot to not want to God to bless 90% that he said you can have. And then remember, I'm not calling you an idiot. That unbeliever is. He's calling, he's calling us idiots, okay? I just want to be clear, okay? I'm just quoting him. If I was listening to this, I'm like, I don't believe in God. But if I did believe in God, after everything I just heard, dude, he's going to bless the 90%? I think that's exactly what I would do. You'd have to be an idiot not to see how cool that is. If I was an unbeliever and heard this message, I'd say to myself, I can totally see how God would want to make sure stuff didn't get in between you and him. And that's exactly, listen to me, that's exactly what happens Stuff can get between you and God. Things can get between you and God. If we don't honor him with the first of what he gives us. We can find ourselves in a position to where we blame God instead of trusting God. We can get in a position to where we don't see how we've been blessed we just see what we don't have. And we allow stuff to get between us and God. But when we honor God with what he's asking us to honor him with, the first 10%, it changes 
everything. It'll change your heart. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the teamwork in your family. It'll change the direction of your children from living in a self-priority home to a God-priority home and a God-honor-priority home. It changes everything. And can I be really honest? Some people would say, this message is really insensitive in the time that we're in right now. No, 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 not at all. God bases it on a percentage. And it's one of the most beautiful things you see in honoring God in that when everybody honors God with 10%, everybody's honoring God with exactly what they have and what God's given them. And it's fair, it's equal, because it's on a percentage. Which means if you're in this room and you're just struggling, if you want to go with 10%, God knows exactly where you're at. But if you're in here and you're successful and you honor God with 10%, it's the very same thing as the other man giving 10%. It's the same thing. But the question is more of your heart. Can you do it? If I could just get everybody in this room to bow their head. Father, we just come to you. And this message has nothing to do with money. And it has everything to do with the priority of honor towards you, Father. Jesus, you are so awesome. You did something that we could never do. Your blood provided a path for the world to get to our Father, the perfect plan. And it was your grace that said, just come like you are. And do you believe in me? And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that I rose from the dead and that I am Lord, my blood will prepare you and push you into the perfect plan that God has for us. Thank you. We don't say thank you enough. And Father God, today, we're turning to you and declaring you the Lord of our life. It all belongs to you. For some in this room, they're going to tithe for the first time ever in their life. For others in this room, it's a reassurance of an old principle that they have just adopted in the way that they live and how they do things. And in it all, Lord, we pray that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done. And through all of us honoring you with what you've given us, take this church, take your message, take your way, take your kingdom to places it's never been before or places that it's pushed it out. And Father, today I pray for a blessing on your people that choose to honor you. I rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. And I pray that you would open the windows of heaven as we honor you with our very best. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. I hope today's message and illustration caused you to see some familiar stuff in your own life. And I pray that you would begin to step out and honor God with what he's asking for. You can't go wrong with it. 
Everybody on our online campus, this means you too. When we honor God with our best, we can expect His best as well. At the end of the day's message, the tithe and offering buckets are up here. You can also give online. So let's stand to our feet. Cowboy Junction, take a step of faith today. And be the people God's called you to be. I love you. Jesus loves you. Don't you ever forget it. It's time for us to love God, love people, and have no limits in our life. And now it's time to go out there and tell people about Jesus, and let's bring them back to God. You guys have a great week in the Lord. See you later.